Hey guys, welcome to Can I Kick It? Um, this is Alex. Uh, special times call for special measures. So I'm switching the podcast to audio for one. Uh, for once, and honestly, it's uh, kind of nice um, to sit here without the pressure of camera. And that got me thinking about, you know, how we all feel when we go out into society. You have this person that you are at home, and then you have this person that you are when you go to work. That's two. And then three, who you are when you're with a lover. Four, I mean, let's just, let's stop kidding ourselves. I could go on and on. There's a bunch of different people we all become. And, uh, when we go out into society, a lot of times, I mean, at this point, it's unconscious. But I want you guys to think back to when you were a kid and you first went to school. And you walked into school, and people were wearing different kinds of clothes with brand names on them, right? And you're looking around, and you're like, man, that's those kids seem to be well-kept. They have nice hair. Uh... Those boys are playing football, and we forget about all this because we're adults now, right? And uh, we're adults, and it's kind of become second nature to walk out into society and just kind of act a certain way. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but it's worth examining for a touch of depth. Um, So lately, I've been a lot of different people, and... What's interesting about podcasting is I can kind of uh, bridge that gap. I can bridge that gap between those different people that I've become. Um, And it's, I think what helps like not having the camera is it's just my voice. So there's no physical representation of me other than what you're looking at right now on the the TV or phone screen. Um, Yet you, uh, I'm behind, I'm here, but I'm with you at the same time, and I'm just a disembodied voice, and I'm speaking my thoughts, and that's what I really want to do with these audio podcasts. Now, that being said, I'm not used to long-form conversation. Uh, I mean, I am, I I can do interviews and stuff, but uh, I think it's interesting that when I'm interviewing people, I feel more comfortable, and I don't understand why that is maybe it's because I'm, it's genuine it's kind of hard to to fake around that. nah that's not it um, anyway so yeah I'm uh, going through a pretty hard time and instead of uh, I'm not going to talk about it but instead of uh, bitching and complaining for once in my life I'm going to today I was about to lose my shit over some bad stuff that happened to me and I mean at like top 10 level uh screwed upness and <laughs> and uh I, I went running after work and I ran as like I ran, angry ran <laughs> I just I kept, I'd run out of breath completely from running so hard and I'd stop and uh I'd walk for a little bit and I'd take off running when I get mad again and it was uh actually pretty cool um you know, and then I came home and made some music, and it's terrible because my guitar's broke. <laughs> it's just the guitar, though, not me. 
but now I am sitting here contemplating my life and I'm thinking about what direction do I want this podcast to go in. Um, Chris Lucas, who has been a great help to me, wants to start a community of filmmakers. So if anyone has any ideas about short films or... I don't know, just shoot us any crazy idea you have, and we're trying to do a community shoot, like, even from distance, you can write me, you know, a script, a small script, short film, and we'll try to make it, and, I mean, we are not planning to get rich off this or anything, but it, we think it'd be fun for everybody, so we're going to do that, we did a couple of shorts already, uh, tried to do comedy, now, when you try to do comedy, I don't know if any of you guys have tried it, but it is very difficult taking something on paper and then doing it in front of a camera it's unreal um, but we, you know we did it a little bit and there's just a lot that doesn't translate from your mind to paper so anyone who can do that kudos to you and I think the same goes with musicians um, but anyway when I was in the army we called those runs uh, where I would, I would take off running and stop and kind of walk for a second those were called heart winds. And what they would do is, which is ironic because I was, you know, my heart was hurting today. And so you take off spring and it pumps your heart up real fast. You're, you're in it, right? And uh, then your body starts to, you cramp up your lower lungs and then you kind of just slow down and walk for a little bit. You can feel the blood pumping through your veins deeply and you can feel your breath and really it's you're not thinking about much else other than just what's going on it's very meditative and then you take off again and in the army they told us that the added benefit of this was that it strengthened your heart muscle which is like the most crucial component for running you would think it would be your lungs but it is not um so when your heart's pumping real hard it's like it cycles out so it's like it cycles out whatever you're holding there. And I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't claim to be like a master of metaphysics or Reiki healing or um, distance healing. I still am not completely sure about these things, but they're very interesting and there's something to them. Now, there's this magnetic field that is, uh, for, this is what I've read on the internet. I don't know, I've never done a science experiment to prove this, but there's a magnetic field that emanates from your heart and it goes out beyond your body. And that means on, sub, on some subconscious level, <clears throat> you are aware of other people. Uh, and I mean, if they're electrical, if they're waves, you know, energy waves, however you want to put it, and they crisscross each other, then wouldn't that field be kind of present in you from like, like you know how you hold two magnets together and you can feel the force? There's a force there. You just can't detect it, and it's not of the same nature as magnetism. But, I mean, it is of the same nature as magnetism. So anyway, we take that a step farther and say, like, when you're in love with someone, right? Um, I've been wondering about this a lot, about love, so get ready to hear me waxing and waning about love. But uh, I think it's been proven in science that when uh, a person and a person sleep in the same room together, they uh, start to sync up circadian rhythms uh, they sync up on a much deeper level much like women link up when they're menstruating 
Um, and then a step above that, you go by the cycles of the moon. And that's the real human biological month. So when you sync up with somebody and then they go away, there's like a magnetic disruption. I mean, pragmatists would say that it doesn't matter because uh, it doesn't matter how it gets done, it just matter what you do with it. And I, you know, I, I see both sides of that. But for now, like, when someone you love gets taken away, whether through death or uh, breakup or grief or whatever, uh, it disrupts your electromagnetic uh, equilibrium. And that's my theory. Uh, also, there's like a lack of oxytocin in the brain. And, and what's crazy about all this is while you're going through it, you can, uh, it feels like a drug withdrawal. And I can say that. Not a lot of people can say that, but it feels like an actual drug withdrawal. Um, and I'm not trying to dismiss love as completely biological either because I don't think it's that, neither, you know? I don't think uh, it's completely not spiritual. I don't, you know, that's where science and, and uh, you know, mysticism or religion or philosophy kind of butt heads, but that doesn't mean they don't overlap. Yeah, so I think there's definitely a spiritual component to love uh, as far as the soul and uh, karmic cycles. And I could be wrong about all this, but I don't really care. This is this is my furthest findings at this point. Alexander Ray staking his claim. So anyway, uh, yeah, I I uh, feel this like drug withdrawal. And what's horrible about it is that you know that it's biological in your body, but still there's a deeper part of you that feels touched and changed. I don't understand the nature of the ego at all. Like that's, I've heard a lot of people talk about ego death and stuff like that by using DMT or um, going through a traumatic experience. Uh, I think it leaves an imprint on you. And it's not so much that it actually leaves a physical imprint, it's just now you know the limitations or the depths to which something can affect you. So you're constantly aware of that and now you've become more aware and everybody knows just like in uh, Genesis once you take a bite of the apple you can't unknow something so in a lot of ways heartbreak can be like a death an emotional death it's wild but uh yeah, anyway, you know, you keep moving on because you're human. And human beings, uh, we all fail. And it'll happen to everybody. And if you can remember that, it makes a, when somebody does something that is not necessarily, it's just unfortunate circumstances. Somebody does something that you can't fault them or can't fault yourself either if you hadn't done anything that's just the nature of love and uh, love I don't know I don't even know what to think of it anymore I don't think I'll be dating for a long time 
once you have sex with uh, love, uh, honestly, sex just doesn't even seem that attractive anymore if it's not with someone I love. And that's not a theory I've held to <laughs> my entire life. I've wiggled in and out of monogamy. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm cool with free love, but uh, I think when you feel real love, you, you, you'll understand. Now, people like to say real love. You know what? I take that back. Like, I don't know what real love is. I know what I've felt, and I've known that was the most intense one recently. So, I'm not going to get too much more into that. But, uh, no, I, I think this little podcast thing is going to be cool. Uh, this might be a place for me to reflect. Uh, and if I do want and I confess too much then I will put it in the archives good luck coppers <laughs> so yeah I don't know and plus isn't there a statute of limitations like seven years have you guys heard of that or supposedly there's you know seven years goes by since you committed the crime and you've exceeded the statute of limitations what does that mean statute of limitations it's a statement of yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm never going to be a lawyer. So, yeah, I mean, some things I'm working on right now, in case anybody even cares. Uh, music. And I'm terrible at playing guitar. Either that or my guitar is just really busted. And I have an electric guitar, but that's sort of new to me because I always play acoustic. So, I'm playing uh, more acoustic. I've been playing the drums a little bit. I'm working on some stuff, and I'm not that great, but it's fun to do. But I think, you know, there's this good Sylvia Plath quote that I always think of. Um, she's, it's called In the Book, The Bell Jar. She's amazing, by the way, amazing writer, or was amazing. And she says that all these different paths in your life were like fig trees, uh, branches, and you're trying to pick a fig to eat. Every fig you eat is a different way your life could go. So on one branch she saw a peach, or a, a what, what was it? A fig tree. On one branch of the fig tree you see yourself becoming a famous actor. On one branch you see yourself becoming a father. On one branch you see yourself becoming a welder, or whatever. And all these, while you're sitting there deliberating over which one to eat, you end up finding that they've all rotted and withered and fell to the ground. So, and you know, I'm 33, so I'm not, college is not likely until later. I mean, it's possible, but I need to find something that just makes me happy and that allows me to make enough money to get by uh, happily, you know? And really, that doesn't seem like that much to ask, but, uh, this, let's be real, this world out here is a competition. And uh, I wouldn't have chosen that, but that's the way it is, so I will onward, you know. I'm, I'm going to uh, find something. I will find something. I think it might be massage therapy. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know what you guys think about this little podcast thing. Um, I'll cut it off here just because I don't want to go too long-winded and it's really hard to upload larger files. 
audio is not that hard, I guess. But um, I'm going to leave it there right at my lucky number, uh, 17. So I hope everybody is doing really well. I appreciate everybody reaching out to me. Um, I'll be in the cave for a while. i got to figure some shit out. But uh, we'll be back. Uh, Jesse Coomer is coming back on in three weeks or something. I mean, no, no, not even that long, like two weeks. We've been, he's been all over the country like a madman, just uh, teaching Wim Hof method and, dude, he's just, just general kindness just radiates out of that guy everywhere he goes. Uh, that breathing method's crazy, dude. I've been doing it a lot. The Wim Hof breathing method, look it up on YouTube. It is awesome. It'll take your anxiety away. So I've been doing some of that Wim Hof method breathing and uh, just hanging out in the cave. So I love you all. Thanks for coming and kicking it with just me, uh, Alexander Ray, Esquire. Peace. Love you.